What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Bats Cave. This is the pop culture podcast where I talk about everything in the world of comics, movies, video games, TV shows, and more. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Bats. Joining me today for the first time actually on this podcast, I have a guest with me, is the graphic design guru himself. He's the man responsible for the Bats Cave logo, all of my YouTube thumbnails, and so much more. Uh, I have Sean Hussey joining me. So how are you doing, man? I'm good. That was such a kind intro- introduction. I was not prepared for that. That was so nice of you. Wow. Thank yeah, you. I, I'd been thinking about it. I was like, I gotta, I gotta have a good intro. Because I mean, you really are like, you felt me with so much stuff in regards to basically all of my accounts and all my uh, the stuff that I've done. So uh, had to had to shout that out. Wow. That was so nice. Oh my God. Yeah, I got, I got you. Um, but yeah, so before we get into the main topic that we're talking about today, I had like two things I wanted to say. One is that I will be uploading the podcast to the podcast episodes to YouTube again, uh, starting with this one. Uh, there won't be any like webcam or fancy video footage with it. It'll just be a still image, but uh, they'll be on YouTube in case you want to watch them or listen to them there. Um, so I'll be doing that again. And then the other thing is that I will be doing a last of us part two review episode uh in the near future probably next week is when i'll do that one because i have lots to say about that game so uh that episode is coming up on the horizon but for the here and now we have some interesting batman and flash related news to talk about so last oh dates are hard i think it was actually like a week ago uh yeah sounds about right last thursday or friday uh, I'm, I'm I'm pulling up the it was the it was the tw- it was exactly one week ago okay. so last Monday well at the time that we were recording this you're hearing this a little bit after we recorded but June 22nd um news broke from the rap actually they got this exclusive that um Michael Keaton is in talks to play Bruce Wayne slash Batman in Ezra Miller's Flash solo film so the gist of what the that article and then the subsequent articles from Deadline and THR and all the various uh, outlets is saying is that he's in talks to return. The plot will introduce general audiences to the idea of the multiverse and that it's also possible that Keaton will reprise the role for multiple film projects after this with Batgirl possibly being one of them Um, that was at least mentioned. That one was mentioned, I think, thr said that in their in their article um so yeah this is super interesting i i want to what, what do you think about this sean because i i have thoughts about this but we've talked about this some a little bit but i'm curious what are your like kind of extended thoughts about michael keaton possibly being batman again and especially in the flash movie like what do you think about this just this news in general yeah no i mean we've talked about this a lot with a bunch of other people i don't think you and i have really sat down and kind of talked about it yet so it's really cool that we get to talk about it here um you know i i like michael keaton's batman um i've seen batman 89 i have not seen batman returns i know shame on me you're not you're not missing much ah um But I thought he did a really good job with the character. And, you know, obviously with him returning to the role of Vulture, or not returning to the role, but taking on the role of Vulture, and, you know, with him returning for that role in Morbius, like, obviously he's willing to jump back into this sort of comic book property sort of universe with Marvel. And now to see him come back as Batman, or possibly coming back anyway, uh, is really exciting. You know, obviously when you're dealing with a topic like Flashpoint, and we're going to get into this, uh, I'm sure, you know, you're dealing with characters like Thomas Wayne, who might not be showing up, or, you know, Bruce, 
but it's typically a much younger version of Bruce. So obviously they're taking a lot of different approaches to the Flashpoint idea, bringing in a lot of different inspiration. Um, but, you know, to see Keaton come back is very exciting. And I think that he will bring something very different than someone like Affleck would or even like Jeffrey Dean Morgan if they brought back Thomas Wayne. Um, and I think it's a really interesting approach. I'm not sure if I think it's the best approach, but I think it's going to bring people to the theater to see the Flash movie. And I think that's obviously what they're aiming for. Yeah, that's a really good point. I th I think that might be the biggest thing is that like Keaton coming Batman back as Batman is such a huge draw for like everyone. I know I've seen some people that are very uh, not on board with that and like not excited about like Keaton coming back as Batman. But at the same time, like I already know they're going to be seeing it in the theater, which I mean, they would probably do regardless. But like that'll get a lot of people that maybe would not have been interested otherwise to go see that movie because um, whether or not you really like him in that role, it's hard to argue that he wasn't iconic as Batman. Like that is Batman for a lot of people. Um, and so, yeah, it's really interesting. I'm very excited at the the prospect of Keaton being in the, the Cape and Cal again. Um, I love Batman 89, as I kind of mentioned a minute ago. I'm not a huge fan of Batman Returns. Uh, I appreciate it. I think it's pr pretty okay. Um, but I'm still, like, as a Batman fan, it's just really crazy to think about the fact that we could, I'm going to go ahead and say we'll likely be seeing Keaton again. I feel like this, cause what we know is that it's an early talks, so, you know, nothing is final. But at the same time, I kind of feel like if the fact that we know about this and that we know that these talks are happening, I feel like WB is going to do everything that they can to make sure that that deal closes. And so, cause like, that's a lot that they're putting just in that idea. Um, and so I do, I'm pretty confident that we'll actually see this happen, uh, which I guess now I'll be let down if it doesn't. Um, but it's super exciting just to, to think about that and think about seeing his Batman again. Um, we've gotten subsequent things in the, the, in recent days about like what kind of suit he'd be wearing and stuff like that. Apparently he might be wearing something related to like kingdom come or, uh, looking sort of like that which is just like an armor that helps him, which would make sense because he's, you know, definitely older now. Um, but yeah, I think it's really, there's just so much there that you can do. I don't think his Batman will have had a lot of experience with other heroes and stuff if he shows up. But um, yeah, I don't want to get too sidetracked. You mentioned Flashpoint and just the fact that they're doing Flashpoint um, and that they're doing it in a different direction and a different take than what we know Flashpoint to be, which is something that the director, Andy, mm, I don't know how to pronounce yeah, his I last think it's name. Mushiati. Yeah. Something like that. That. Uh, I've, oh, I have no idea. But um, he has actually said, that was like one of the first things he said uh, whenever he came on to the film is that, uh, like, one, they are like doing Flashpoint, but he was like, it's not the Flashpoint that people know. Um, and I know, like, a lot of people are really apprehensive about them doing Flashpoint for the first Flash film, um, which I get. But at the same time, I feel like, I mean, we have, like, no context for anything. Literally, we have no context for anything that could be happening in this film uh, as of right now. And I think that it's going to be extremely different than what the Flashpoint comic is. I think basically the only similarity is that Flash will be traveling in the Speed Force and end up in an alternate timeline or an alternate earth and he may or may not even have even been trying to save his mother like in this um and so the fact that they're using 
this movie to introduce the general audience to the multiverse, which one, so this is something that I've actually uh, been kind of vocal and slightly annoyed about on Twitter because I've seen a lot of people say that like, this is super complicated for like the idea of the multiverse and everything is, you know, really complicated and that like, quote unquote, us comic fans like get it, but like general audiences will be confused. And like, I don't really think it's that confusing. I feel like the concept and the idea of a multiverse and like alternate earths is pretty simple to explain like it can be very like complicated if you really go into like the science of stuff but just like literally even if no if someone has like never heard of the idea of a multiverse or like alternate earths before literally all you have to be oh yeah there's just an alternate universe with different earths and like there you go like that's pretty you've explained it it's done um and so i really don't feel i feel like some people aren't giving general audiences enough credit uh, when it comes to that. And then the other thing is that one, it's not too complicated to explain. And two, it doesn't really matter if the general audience like gets it or wants to understand it. Cause people, most people are just going to watch these movies because they want to be entertained. And like they either don't care about all the lore and everything that goes into it. And so then it just doesn't matter or they do care. And if they do care, they'll, search it up and try to figure it out for themselves and so then problem solved so like i just really i feel like some people are just creating a problem that isn't there uh whenever they're talking about that kind of stuff because like we now know like when this news came out we it's saying that one just the introduction of keaton in the first place is you know solidifying the fact that dc is embracing the multiverse for all of their live action properties which already happened with a crisis on infinite earth's crossover because ezra miller's flash showed up on that tv show um but just the fact that they're going more full force with that um and i lost my train of thought so they're doing that and which is great i completely lost it absolutely lost it happens it It happens to the best of us (laughs) um but yeah so they're doing that which i think think is exciting i don't i die completely lost what do you think about the fact that they're bringing the multiverse back or like they're, they're really embracing the multiverse like with this i think it's smart um especially considering that it's actually kind of the one avenue that marvel hasn't done yet and this isn't going to turn into a whole like oh is dc you know, just trying to copy marvel or do something different and like that that whole conversation has really gone away especially in the last couple of years dc's really found their footing but i do think it's smart that they're exploring an area that dc or marvel hasn't really touched yet i think that that's going to separate them you know regardless of the discourse that's happened in the communities about it you know to the general public the comparisons are going to be made um to general audiences they're going to walk into a dc movie and still try to compare it to a marvel movie just because that's what marvel movies are and marvel movies are the biggest movies in the world right now um so to do something where you're like oh well he's not you know time traveling you know, like they did in Endgame, which he might do some time traveling. Who knows? Um, he's, you know, rather exploring different alternate Earths uh, is, you know, definitely something that's going to separate DC. And by bringing in all sorts of different characters and different bat figures, you know, Keaton, uh, we've seen some rumblings about possibly Bale showing up. Um, so, you know, just bringing in all these different characters and versions of the same characters is going to be something that's very different for the multiverse and something that's really good. Something you mentioned too that I didn't even think about was that by changing the whole idea of Flashpoint, like Barry might not even be doing this to save his mother. 
And like, I didn't even, that hadn't even crossed my mind of like what his motivation behind this might be. And I think it would almost make more sense. You know, I guess it depends on what we see. Maybe there's more of this developed in Zack Snyder's Justice League, but the whole idea of like, we haven't really explored that side of Barry Allen and his mother in the DCEU yet. Um, And to see that maybe he's just testing the waters with whether it be like the cosmic treadmill or whatever, and he accidentally creates Flashpoint, you know, that's also just as interesting to me, at least, as him trying to go back and saving his mother, because the core of Flashpoint is really the alternate reality that he ends up creating and not really the emotional side of it. Um, It's important, and he learns a very good lesson throughout the Flashpoint about how you can't save everyone. Um, but at the same time, like the core and what fans are looking forward to about Flashpoint is that alternate Earth, alternate reality that Barry ends up creating. Um, and I think that's going to be really key to the whole thing. Yeah, I would agree with that. I just think it's uh, I think it's really interesting that we don't and just like I said, we don't know like what's going on with that. And I think that it's exciting that they're I love the fact that they're doing something different with it, because like I love seeing adaptations of stuff on the screen of course whether it be animated or live action because it's very cool to see you know like our favorite stories brought to life in you know whatever way but at the same time uh and i've always said this i really like whenever creators just take certain like little bits from those stories and like make their own thing from it because i'd rather have more often than not like a brand new experience with these characters like if i want to see flashpoint like i'll read flashpoint or I'll watch the animated movie is a pretty faithful adaptation of the comic. It's honestly really, really close. Um, and so I think it's cool that they're taking basically the core concepts of Flashpoint and but just changing it really significantly, actually, at this point. Like if we don't get because at first uh, for a while before this news came out, uh, actually, even a couple days like before this news came out, there was uh, some significant rumblings that uh, we would be getting Jeffrey Dean Morgan back as flashpoint batman and we would be seeing him um which i also think would be really exciting and so now there's been reports that he's no longer in the script or that he never was in the script that he's not coming back um which is interesting i and see this is where this is part of the tangent with the whole multiverse thing that i was gonna get to um is that dc really embracing the multiverse side of things like the inclusion of keaton as i said does that and it, it makes it to where like everything that you could want to do with dc's live action stuff you can now like you don't really have to worry about what is and isn't canon like quote unquote because it all works you can just put it on a different earth if you really want to um and so like we know that the main dceu so like aquaman wonder woman um i'm gonna put Zack Snyder's justice league is more so canon than what we got um like Man of Steel, BVS, like that's the uh, Suicide Squad, Birds Shazam. of Prey, that's Shazam, yeah, that's all like one. That's the main DCEU, like Earth, and then we know that Joker is like its own thing, but we also can now like infer that Joker is just a part of the multiverse that DC has, and so that's just its own thing. And we know that Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson's Batman films will be their own thing; they'll be like standalone, but. And then now we have Keaton's movies that are their own thing, but Keaton's going to be brought into the fold. And so it just makes it to where you have all these different properties that can exist on their own merits, but that it just also, if creators and if the studio wants it to happen and if everyone involved is like down, you can have crossover between 
whatever you want, basically, because that's just how the multiverse works. It happens all the time in DC Comics on the, the comic side of things. Um, we just get this really cool crossover and it just is really nice to see. It's something that's not essential, but it just makes it to where everything kind of works. Um, and so I think that that's really cool to see. And so it also makes it to where like, even if we don't get um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Flashpoint Batman, like in the Flashpoint movie, like you could straight up make a Flashpoint. You probably wouldn't call it Flashpoint at this point because I assume that this Flash movie is going to be called Flashpoint. It'll probably be like the Flash Flashpoint, the subtitle. Um, but you could straight up make like a movie that is the standard Flashpoint universe that we see from that story where it is like Bruce dies in the alley instead of his parents and we get Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Cohen as Batman and Joker on like that. You can make that movie still with what DC is doing now with the multiverse and like it would work. It's just a different earth. And so you can do that with everything basically and their live action library now you can do whatever story you want and you can choose or to have them cross over or to ha like not have them cross over with things and so i think that's really exciting um there's been rumblings it was i don't know if i want to get into this topic yet <laughs> um but yeah so i just think there's a lot there's so much possibility there uh which i think is really cool um the other the other major thing that they said with this uh, that goes hand in hand with Keen coming back is the fact that he would be uh, returning for more than one film. Like he wouldn't just be in this movie and that they would set him up as a sort of like mentor like figure. Kind of how Nick, they the comparison that was made was similar to Nick Fury in the MCU. Um, so what are your thoughts on him coming back for more than one movie and kind of filling that role? And people have said that he would be like, quote unquote, replacing Ben Affleck's Batman as the main Batman in this universe. Um, so what are your thoughts on that and that whole angle? Yeah, I think that's where I start to like kind of get a little concerned is I think that it's very interesting to bring in this, you know, older Michael Keaton Batman and have him serve a role in a sense similar to what Thomas Wayne was in Flashpoint. I think that that's smart. I think it's a, you know, at least from a marketing standpoint, it's much smarter than trying to bring back Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne from that one scene in Batman v Superman, which people probably don't even remember that much when it comes to general audiences. And while Jeffrey Dean Morgan now, thanks to being on, you know, The Walking Dead, like, he's a pretty big name, um, and he would probably sell tickets. Like, no one's going to sell tickets like 1989 Batman and Michael Keaton. Um, but what makes Thomas Wayne Batman so great at least in Flashpoint, and I know in more recent comics, they've brought him to main continuity, and they're kind of playing around with that a little bit more of having him be more involved. But at least from the beginning, when Flashpoint happened, you know, Thomas Wayne Batman and that older Batman mentor figure was in Flashpoint, and then it was just done. Um, so the idea of bringing Keaton over as sort of this Nick Fury figure and having him interact with more players, the DCEU, and more characters, and I don't know. I mean, like, it could work, obviously. I think that having some sort of overarching figure through all these movies and having, like, a, th a through line is going to be good and probably very helpful and help audiences connect things better, just like Nick Fury helped connect to the Avengers movies back in the day. Um, I'm just not sure if this version of Batman should be that person. I don't even know if you need it, necessarily. Um if you're going to do it, obviously, if Ben Affleck is not going to come back, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about that later. But yeah. 
uh, um, if Ben Affleck's <laughs> not going to come back as Batman, like, I feel like Keaton's the way to go. Or, again, you kind of do what Birds of Prey did, where you're like, Batman's not really around right now. And, you know, that's okay. I think that's, you know, respectful to Affleck that way. I also think it's respectful to Affleck to have another Bat come in and kind of take the reins of the DCEU. I just think it it's weird, but I think it could work. Yeah, so my thoughts on that. So, one, I don't think that he would be like, because I know people have said, like, oh, I don't want him replacing Ben Affleck's Batman. And, like, I feel like replacing is the wrong word here because it's not that he it's not like he would be doing what Ben Affleck's Batman would be doing if he stayed around you know like he's not I mean we apparently will be seeing him in the bat suit and stuff but I it's in such a different capacity character wise like those two Batman granted we haven't seen you know Keaton's old Batman but like I would imagine that they're just in very different places as characters and so like I just feel like, I don't know, replacing, like, rub me the wrong way. I don't think that that is what would be happening. I do think that it would be really interesting, though, to see him. I would obviously be more interested in how he would fold into any Batman-related titles that we would be seeing. Like, the project they mentioned would be Batgirl. I feel like that would make sense there. Like, if he's, you know, helping Batgirl or just appears in a Batgirl movie, I could see that. Um I personally, the one that I would be pulling for, which this would even go, I, I don't know. They could do it, obviously, with multiverse and, you know, timelines and things. I would love to see Keaton in a Batman Beyond movie. I've That's something that people have said for, like, people have wanted for years on the internet. Like, everyone wants Michael Keaton to play old Batman and, or old Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond movie. Uh, I've been one of the people for a long time that, like, I don't think that he's necessary if you're going to do a Batman Beyond movie. I would like to see Kevin Conroy in that. Um, but like, if you're going to bring Keaton back and he's going to be this mentor like figure and be in multiple movies, like then at that point, why the hell would you not do a live action Batman beyond movie with him? Um, I just really want to see a Batman beyond movie at the end of the day. Yeah. And I, (laughs) so like, that's what that comes down to. And I feel like this sort of opens the door for making it a little bit more possible. Um, but, um, so that would be cool. But yes, him being like a mentor-like figure, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting because I can't really see, like, I when I think of him being the quote-unquote like Batman of the main Earth in D- the DCEU, I have a hard time picturing him like standing in like a group shot with the Justice League, exactly. you know? Yeah, no. Like I can't, like I can't see that. And which, to be fair, is not what, the descriptor they're giving is like you don't see nick fury and the group shot with the avengers you know right. so like that's and that's that goes into the point that i was making where like he's not filling the role that ben affleck's batman would have had if he stayed around um and so it just really like i'd be excited and interested to see more of him in in more projects specifically bat related ones i think that could work really well as far as seeing him in other like heroes movies that is where it gets a little like it really depends on how you use him and you got to be really careful there um as far as like what i would like to see and be okay with seeing for him um because at a point i'd be like okay you're kind of maybe stretching it a little bit like i i don't know um so yeah it's i don't know it's very interesting i 
I was kind of surprised. Yeah, it gone. Um, sorry. Uh, I just you know thinking about sort of that Nick Fury comparison. I guess the reason that like I would have used the word sort of replace is I guess one we didn't really see Ben Affleck's Batman. Kind of obviously he didn't get his own standalone movie. Um, and we really saw him, you know, in BVS and then kind of Suicide Squad and then what we got of him in Justice League and hopefully... Sorry, what, we... what movie? <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but I think about and I look at what Affleck and that version of Bruce was doing in the DCEU and obviously a lot of his character motivation was after Batman v Superman anyway, was I have to assemble this Justice League and like I'm going to assemble this team. Um, and I think about how he cameoed and, you know, Suicide Squad and even sort of what he did in the beginning of Justice League where, like, he kind of pops up here and there and, like, he's kind of getting in everybody's business as Bruce Wayne would, um, and kind of interfering with Amanda Waller and the Suicide Squad. And obviously, like, he's the one who recruits, you know, both Ezra as Flash and then Jason as Aquaman, um... And I just think about how, like, that's kind of what Nick Fury did was, like, he kind of just kept popping up in movies and, like, talking to people about the Avengers initiative. Um, And I guess that's kind of where that comparison was. And, like, obviously, I don't expect Keaton's Batman to be standing there with the Justice League and, like, fighting crime in Gotham as, like, the Batman. Um, Yeah. But when I thought about, you know, Nick Fury role, I was calling back to more of what Affleck was doing in those cameos that he had in sort of the early Justice League stuff where, like, he is doing the recruiting and he is kind of stringing all these movies together and he's sort of this interconnected web that is touching different places and different spots and different characters and kind of reminding everyone that this is all one big universe so that, you know, there are strings being pulled behind the scenes. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And that does, he, he very much did fit that role in those, the post-BBS read in like beginning of justice league movie yeah. that we got i fucking hate mentioning that movie um god i can't stand that okay so you know what well, let's just go ahead and talk about it we mentioned him a couple times already so ben affleck's batman um the other thing that's been talked about for a long time we got uh a report it was a couple months ago at this point i feel um that because it was like right after Zack Snyder's Justice League was announced and the fact that that's happening um and so apparently AT&T and WB like they want Ben Affleck back as Batman um and I've talked about this a lot on Twitter I talked about this on the podcast when I mentioned the announcement of Zack Snyder's Justice League um one the most important factor that just in, in general when it comes to this is like ben has to want to do this like if he doesn't want to do this he absolutely obviously should not and like that's the number one thing to take into consideration um and like i see a lot of fans saying like oh he deserves his like ending for his bad manner to like have his solo movie or an hbo max series and things like that and like oh at t wb like give this to him and like which like i get but at the same time like he said as far as we know publicly what he has said recently is that he like lost the heart of playing that role and like doing those kinds those kinds being superhero and comic book films and that he's happier now not doing that and doing different kinds of projects so like that's the last thing that he has publicly said on the the subject that we know and that's what's important and so 
I feel like when it comes to him coming back, like I'm not super hopeful that he would come back, but there are, it's interesting because after Zack Snyder's Justice League was announced, we know now that we're going to be seeing the proper continuation, possibly conclusion of his Batman in this movie. Cause what was originally going to happen in Zack's Justice League at the end of his Justice League story, I don't know if this would have been in the first movie, but at the very end of it all, like we know that Batman was supposed to sacrifice himself to save Lois and Superman and defeat Darkseid. That was, he was supposed, that was going to be the completion of his character arc. So he was going to die. And so I don't know if we'll be seeing that in Zack Snyder's Justice League, because we know a pretty decent amount about the movie. At least I thought that we knew a lot about the movie. But recently, Zach has see- said that we like haven't seen anything in regards to that film. And we don't know that much. So I'm a little bit confused now. Um, but so I think that's one thing that's really interesting as far as another Batman coming in. Is that one, it depends on where in continuity they want to place Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like they could, depending on how events go in that movie and how different things would be at the end which to be fair Aquaman apparently as far as what Momoa said whenever that movie came out like was um like Zack Snyder's Justice League was canon to Aquaman so like I would assume the no event is going to be big enough to change what happens in that movie but I feel like Batman's the biggest like factor that might change here especially with what they're doing now in regards to because the one thing is like okay well if they continue this like are they going to just never acknowledge Ben Affleck's Batman in future movies or like what happened to him? Like kind of like what you mentioned for Birds of Prey, like oh, Batman's just out there somewhere. Um, and so my biggest thing is like, okay, well we don't know if he's going to die or not by the end of that movie. And so that really, you know, changes would change things. But then if he doesn't, a lot of people want him to come back for, an HBO series, which for the record, I would fucking love. I would love it if he came back for an HBO series. And I think that the only reason that he would consider doing that is because one of the reasons that the role was so draining for him is because when you're Batman, and we're seeing this with Robert Pattinson now, which Pattinson is dealing with it very well because he just doesn't give a fuck what people think, which is great. Um, but is that there's so much pressure on who's ever, like whoever is playing Batman because like that's fucking Batman. Like, that's such a big role. I literally cannot imagine what kind of pressure that it like puts on someone because just all eyes are you. Like you're the next like Batman. I just I I can't even begin to imagine that. And so he just had all that pressure on him that was just constantly weighing him down. His first, you know, outing as Batman was obviously like not well received, mixed reviews at best. Like a lot of people said that he was like great in the role, but then a lot of people are like, "Oh, I fucking hate him so much." Like worst thing. And so you know, he had that dealing with, and he had the pressure of the solo movie, and so all of that. And so I think now, if he were to do, like, an HBO series, one of the reasons I think that he might be okay with that is because at this point, and especially now with this Keaton news, like, he's not the sole Batman that we're seeing anymore. Like, we're getting Robert Pattinson as Batman. He's our big screen Batman now. Like, because even what we're seeing of Zack Snyder's Justice League, like, that's on a streaming service. That's not, you're not seeing him in theaters. So, like, Robert Pattinson has that spotlight on him. And so, like, all the pressure isn't on Ben anymore, which I think is a really um, big factor. And then also, if he were to do that, I think that they would give him his own, like, creative space um, to do what he wanted to do 
like or whatever he wanted to do in that and so i feel like it would just be a lot more contained a lot more he would have a lot more control over it it'd be less pressure and things like that i made an even longer winded discussion about this argument in a my past podcast but like so i feel like that's a possibility that could happen um and so then by the but like then if we do somehow end up because i'm still not i don't even have that much faith that this is going to happen or this will happen but like if we somehow do end up getting you know more batfleck besides in justice league i don't know how they would work that in with like if that would be on a different earth technically that they would make that or like what how everything would fit together, which again, you can now because obviously what they're doing, timelines in the multiverse. But I don't know. I just think the whole thing is really interesting. So that's my long winded thing. What do you think about like Ben Affleck's Batman and his like state or position in the, the DCEU? That was so much. I'm so proud. I know. Of you. I'm so, I'm so I, proud. I, of you. I, I was trying like to not to keep going because I was like, man, I'm talking for a long time. It's okay. not being able to say anything. <laughs> don't worry about it. I mean, you know, we've talked about this at length you know you and i share a lot of the same thoughts uh of course obviously i want to preface it's up to ben ben needs to do what's best for him ben is a person just like you and i and just like everybody listening you know people struggle people need to do what's best for them um that being said i trust the reports that we've heard um we've also heard reports you know that if Affleck wants to come back, which of course, you know, the reports say AT&T and Warner Brothers want him to, that Jared Leto would be interested in coming back as well. And Joe Manganiello Sorry. would be interested in coming back as well as Deathstroke. Um, and obviously that all plays a factor. Obviously Margot Robbie's still kicking ass as Harley Quinn. Um, yeah. Probably with her schedule, you know, there's probably not even a damn current character arc. She's probably not going to be with the Joker anyway um so but it leaves the door open um that being said i i don't know if ben's gonna come back i believe that warner brothers and at&t want him back i absolutely do i'm not sure if ben will do it i think that he you know obviously i don't know ben affleck you don't know ben affleck hey Um, i've I've talked to him yeah thank you very much (laughs) yeah that one convention um, hey, it was, I talked to him two times. Thank you very true. much. I apologize. Um, but obviously, <laughs> not knowing Ben Affleck, but you see what the press puts out, and you see what the paparazzi shoot, and he looks happy. He looks healthy. He's in a very nice relationship, it seems. Um, I'm happy for him. I'm not sure that he would want to come back. You mentioned that interview. I think he did it with Vanity Fair, um, talking about sort of his production experience as Batman and where he stood. And, you know, he was very PR friendly about it, but he basically said he really enjoyed working with Zack Snyder and the behind the scenes issues that happened with justice league sucked. And that he just did not enjoy that process as much. And, you know, it kind of lost the taste in his mouth for all sorts of comic book movies. Um, maybe, we don't. We still are getting conflicting reports about whether or not Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to be able to have additional shooting. Zack has seemed to tease that he will. Certain reports are saying that he won't. I'd rather trust Zack than the trades. Um, but assuming that Zack Snyder's Justice League needs additional filming and Ben would like to return, maybe that would ignite some sort of spark. Um, but deep down, I think that Ben is probably done with that role uh 
it's probably something he's considering, but I think that he'll ultimately decide that Robert Pattinson is Batman now. They've moved on. It's time for him to move on as well. Um, for me, I'm much more interested in what that means for the character of Bruce Wayne as we know him in the DCEU. You know, obviously they've gotten away with it in Birds of Prey uh, with, you know, just not really mentioning Batman and Gotham. I can't remember if they directly reference him or not in terms of like where he is or what he's doing. I know they make a couple jokes about the bat. Um, and as we know from Shazam, like obviously the Justice League is being marketed. You know, we see the Batman action figures and whatever. Um, so obviously these are characters that are now made a pretty big impact on the world around them. And I think it's hard for you to just drop that character, even if you have Keaton coming in to, re- you know, replace quote unquote him. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see, you know, I don't, I don't think they're going to kill him off, obviously, if he didn't want to return, but I feel like you're going to have to find some sort of explanation as to where the DCEU Bruce Wayne has gone um, as we know it. And maybe, you know, God knows what Zack has planned for his Justice League. He said that we have barely seen the tip of the iceberg for what yeah. is going to be in it. For all we know, he could be recompiling the movies to fit both Justice League 1 and 2. For all we know, Ben could sign back on board and say, you know what, let's finish your movie, Zack. I will sacrifice my you know, character's life at the end of this movie, and the DCEU moves forward with a sacrifice at the hands of Ben Affleck's Batman. Um, and then we just go from there and Keaton is now our DCEU Batman, you know, sort of avenging the memory of his otherworldly self. Um, we really don't know, but I don't think that you can sit there and just have, obviously Ben Affleck's a big movie star, obviously that version of Batman, while divisive at first, is now fairly well received and well liked, I think. Um, yeah. Aside from the one complaint that we always get, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Which I'm not... I'm yeah, we're not, not getting into that. I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, you know, I think that you're going to end up... You're going to have to answer that question of, like, what happened to Ben's Batman? And if he doesn't return, obviously. Um, and from there, who knows? Maybe he went to uh, go visit some friends in the League of Shadows or something yeah i don't know that's the most interesting thing to me because i completely agree like you do you have to acknowledge it at some point somehow like you just it's bruce wayne and batman and as you said they've obviously made a huge impact on the world so there's just you gotta you gotta do something there um so yeah it's i I can't believe that we apparently have only seen the tip of the iceberg as far as Zack's Justice League, because I really thought that we had a pretty good handle on what that movie was going to be for the most part, you know? Like, uh, I, I felt like, based on all the, you know, reports and everything that he had said previously, and, like, you know, what we knew about what his movie was supposed to be, I was like, okay, I got a pretty good gist of, like, what this what this four-and-a-half-hour film slash possible miniseries is going to be. And I was like, oh, you haven't seen anything. I'm like, okay, well, I, I got no fucking clue. <laughs> like... I, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's so, it's so crazy to, to just think, because I feel like those are the two, like, obviously the biggest factor would be whether or not Ben comes back. That's the, the well, huge yes. one. But then the other one is, like, 
at the which is the, just the which obviously we don't know and then the other thing that we just don't know is what happens in Zack Snyder's Justice League like and so those are just two huge things that I'm just it's so oh I'm, I can't wait to see like how that plays out which apparently we have also now learned that they're aiming for a first half of 2021 release for Zack Snyder's Justice League um Still not sure about that, but I mean, I know that that's what they're saying. I don't know if they're going to hit that, but I hope so. Well, yeah, going well because of everything that's happening in the world, obviously. Yes. But um, I mean, yeah, but that's what the I don't remember what high up person it was that said. It was someone like in charge though that said that, which is um, so it's a reliable source that has said they said the first half of 2021 is what they're looking for, which is earlier than what I thought. I thought they were going to do like a fall release for that. So did um, I. So, which, as you just said, is what might end up happening just because of uncontrollable events. But, um, well, quote unquote, uncontrollable. I'm not getting into that. Um, but yeah, so just say, I'm, I'm so interested to see like how those things work out and, and that'll obviously determine the future of that. But then, yeah, there's just so many variables that they're throwing in now, which I just think is so cool. Like we can get, it's just really, I love the fact that DC is finally, like you said it earlier, that they've like found their footing. Uh, which I agree with. I think that I would. I think they only really lost their footing once, and it sucks that it was literally the biggest step that they could have lost their footing on. Yep. That being Justice League, because if you follow me, if you listen to this podcast, you'll know I'm a huge fan of both Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, and what Zack was doing. I've loved all of the dc films that we've gotten like i i think suicide squad is better than what people give it credit for it's not a fantastic movie but i enjoy it and i love aquaman shazam wonder woman like they're all great and so i it's just it just sucks that the biggest step that they like really needed to just nail it they just absolutely just fucked like they just did not do well with that which is just has sent them on a like course correction sort of but it's just we've seen it recently with their recent releases that they've really put faith and they've put stock in letting these creators have an idea for something and just going through with that. Like Aquaman, Shazam, uh, Birds of Prey and Joker are all such vastly different films and they all work because of that. And I think that's something that DC really uh, they've shown that they are doubling down on that. They need to continue to double down on that and then opening up the multiverse and really embracing that is just a whole other level of doing that it just gives so much freedom to anyone who wants to tell because like it, you can literally have this is a movie that i've wanted to see for a while and think would be really cool like you could literally do a vandal savage movie where you just follow him through how the history of like the planet because he's immortal and like you could do that as an elseworlds movie or you can have it on the main earth and it would still work or you can do you could literally have uh, like a Red Sun Superman film if you wanted to in live action, and it would work now. It could fit. You could do like you can do so many. You could do anything, literally anything. There's a multiverse of possibilities for them to do now. And if characters get popular enough, if creators are on board, they can have them cross over, and it doesn't matter because it can work. And I just think that that's really cool and really exciting. I like that it's basically like if you prefer, like if you're a fan of the main DCEU films that we've gotten and you don't like Joker or whatever other movies, like you don't have, it doesn't matter. You don't have to see those. You don't have to pay attention to those. If you're a fan of the 89 
Batman movies, like you're getting more of that now too. Like if you just like the CW shows, like those are their own thing that you can also just see those. But also if you're a fan of all of it, and then there's even the HBO Max like original shows that they're working on now. Like we know we're getting a Green Lanterns show and a Strange Adventure show, uh, and they're making a Justice League Dark show. Um, so like you can get that corner of DC stuff too, and like you can just consume that. But then if you're a fan of everything, like you can, and if you want to get into it, which again it's not needed, it's not necessary, but like if you want to be like really get into it, like all of it can be connected, and like you can just as a DC fan or just as a fan in general, like you can enjoy all of that. And I just think that that's really cool. That's something that's really unique, and I'm just. I'm very glad that they're doubling down on all of that and really starting to do that. And, and like you said, they're, you know, they've found their footing and are continuing to, it looks like they're getting in a really, really good stride. Um, so I'm, I'm just excited for that in general. Um, I think there's so much potential. So yeah, I can't wait for all of it. Yeah, um, for sure. Go on. No, I mean, I was going to say we, we totally jumped into like the whole Batman thing. Um, but, you know, I still think that there's a lot to be said about, like, what is this? What does this mean for the Flash, like, as a character? That's, yeah, know? that's a good, I'm glad you brought, yeah. Um, go on, go on. You know, we have a couple friends who are Flash fans, and, you know, they have expressed some fears, and I've seen it elsewhere of, this sounds an awful lot like a Batman movie featuring the <laughs> Flash. Um, yeah. And those concerns are definitely, you know, warranted. Um I think that, you know, obviously I think the comic did a good job of this and the movie is pretty much a one-for-one adaptation anyway. Um, But Batman is featured pretty heavily in Flashpoint um, and it sounds like that they're going to kind of use at least Keaton's Batman, if not more Batman, to fuel this movie and fuel the whole idea of the multiverse. And you have to kind of wonder, like, at what point does Ezra's Flash get to kind of, you know, shine? Um, especially since I think that you have to consider, and I'm sure Warner Brothers, you know, thinking about this, the Flash movie was supposed to come out in 2018, originally. Like, when the original yeah. DCEU slate released. It's now going to probably come out in 2021, hopefully, depending on how Hollywood and the whole, you know, world... Is it 2021 or 2022? It might be 2022, honestly. I, I just was... I was shooting for earlier rather than later. I don't know what the official re- release date is. I'm Googling it. Keep going. Regardless, um, by the point that the Flash movie releases now, the Flash TV show is probably going to be ending. And even people that I know who don't really read comics or, like, don't know about, you know, superhero movies, I'm like, well, maybe go see, like, an Avengers movie every now and again. People know about the Flash show, and people like the Flash TV show with Grant Gustin. You are going to have a very hard time convincing the general audiences and you know even like some hardcore flash fans that like ezra's your big screen flash like people are going to ask questions of like what about that guy on tv and like crisis on infinite earths on the cw obviously addressed some of this and it was very smart by bringing ezra's flash in and having him interact with grant and you know it'd be awesome if we got to see the reverse side of that in the flash movie um they shot the interaction between the two of them in two to 35 to one aspect ratio um so like you can use it on a big screen if you wanted to which is super cool um they're probably planning a little bit ahead on that i'd love to see grant gustin show up in the flash movie at some point um 
but you have to let Ezra's Flash kind of shine. And then by the time that Flash shows, and you're going to have like eight seasons of Grant Gustin, and he's going to have hit Flashpoint and Crisis and God knows how many other comic book storylines. I'm not really good with the Flash storylines, but like they had a ton of villains. They obviously did Zoom and Reverse Flash. And yeah, they've done, I mean, they've Godspeed. done like all, They've done everybody. Them, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty and they much. Did, and they've even done the whole rogues gallery practically at this point too. Um, yeah. So you have to be able to separate and differentiate Ezra's Flash, which like they're going to probably do a very good job with by introducing the multiverse. It's going to do that. But you have to also be able to give him a spotlight and a position where people still understand this is Ezra's movie and it's Ezra's Flash. And despite how you may feel about him, and I'm not the biggest fan. I think he's okay. I'm hoping that like he'll kind of wow me away in Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I'm looking forward to his movie. But, you know... You have to give Ezra the spotlight, and we have to. We still haven't even talked about like how Reverse Flash might factor into all of this too. Because obviously, if you're adapting Flashpoint, you're probably gonna have Reverse Flash in there somewhere. It was me, Barry. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, obviously, yeah. there's been rumblings of castings and just like you know, fan casts all over the place between like Matthew McConaughey and. You know, McConaughey is one I see all the time. Yeah, McConaughey is a really famous one. I forget his name. I think it's Winston Bethel. It's the guy that plays Bullseye on Daredevil season three. Um, oh yeah, I see. Yeah, I've seen that one. I see that one a lot. You know, there's some another. people think Fastbender would be good. Um, you know, there's, I've an, seen there's another one I've seen. God. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, a, there's a lot out there's there. There's a lot yeah. of them. That's you know. Um, so obviously, you kind of have to figure out you know how much of a role then does reverse flash play or are you gonna just kind of do the rogues gallery or are you not gonna have another or it's like the villain of your movie the fact that it's like a whole plot line that you have to kind of resolve like is your villain sort of just the other universe that like you get swept into and he's like i have to fix everything like is that your through line because when it comes to a topic like flashpoint you don't even need a villain like obviously like reverse flash becomes the villain because He's reverse flash. Yes, he's reverse flash, and like he <laughs> killed Barry's mother, and that was the whole reason that like Barry went to intervene and whatnot. But like, if you're not gonna have the catalyst for Flashpoint being saving Nora Allen, then you don't even need a villain. You just have Barry doing some shenanigans, gets caught up with Keaton's Batman. Maybe Ke- maybe if he goes to Keaton's world, that world's in shambles now. Maybe they both get sent to another world that's very similar to Flashpoint, where like. The Atlanteans and the Amazonians are at war, and you have to resolve that plot. Like, you don't even need a villain when it comes to Flashpoint. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see where they go. We haven't even talked about it also. I'm throwing a lot of things out there for you to respond to. No, it's good. I like it. Keep um, going. The producer, who I believe is the sister of the director. Um, I think Barbara is her name. Barbara Muschietti. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She commented or DM'd a fan on Instagram and, like, confirmed quote-unquote, that Ray Fisher is going to come into the movie at some point and play Cyborg. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of threads here um, to kind of follow. And again, I feel like you're going to, if you're not careful, you're going to swallow Ezra's Flash and, like, not allow him the room to breathe and the room to kind of grow and step into the mantle of the Flash. As by the time this ends, probably Grant Gustin's time as the role is going to fall off. (sighs) Yeah. You good? Got, yeah. You got your breath? I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I looked it up. The release date is June 2nd, 2022, okay. as of right now. So we're a little under two years away, which 
will be f over four years since it was originally going to come out, which, yeah. Um, I saw, yeah, I, I, we, I know we both saw the same tweet, but the fact that, like, Ezra was cast as a Flash, like, a couple weeks after the Flash show premiered, and the Flash show will probably be over by the time he, you know, gets a trailer, even for his movie. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree, and I, I do think that the concern that Flash fans have is warranted and valid um because i mean yeah like as important and we mentioned this that the like drawing power that keaton's batman will have for this movie if he's in it like that's a double-edged sword and the fact that like you're putting michael keaton's batman in a movie it's kind of hard to not have him overpower anything else about that film um because i mean that's a phenomenon right there um so yeah that's a very interesting thing it's i think the thing that what that gives me the most faith in him still being able to shine in the movie is the fact that i don't see him not being in like basically every scene in the movie you know like especially if you're doing like because if you're doing these time travel or otherworldly shenanigans like you you have to be with barry for like 90 to like 95 percent of that film like which i feel i i know mike might go without saying but just the fact that like he will even if it's shared screen time with someone like michael keaton's batman like he'll be an ever-present figure there um and so that just really then comes down to how you write him obviously in the movie and how and what ezra is able to do with that material which i trust andy whose last name I can't say. Um, I think he's a very, I think he's a very talented director and writer. I loved uh, both it movies. The first one I would probably agree is stronger. I know a lot of people don't like the second one. I still think it was really good. Um, but so he's just, he's a very talented director and storyteller. I'm very happy that he's on the project and that he's doing this. Um, and so I have faith in the direction that he will be taking flash. I know also that he said uh, like one of the things that really draws him to the flash is his love of family and the core that family has to flash. Um, and so I think that he's definitely got that emotional part of flash, like on lock. I feel like he'll definitely be able to bring that. Um, and so then the flip side of that just becomes selling him as a superhero, essentially to the general audience and really making him someone that you can see standing beside the rest of the justice league. Um, and you're like, yeah, like, like making him, someone that is kids favorite superhero out of that lineup basically is like something that you have to like you have to because i mean now like obviously people are like oh Aqu like aquaman's my favorite after his solo movie and so i feel like that's that's kind of the the goal post that you've got to be trying to reach like you've got to be able to make the argument that like this version of flash can be someone's favorite out of the justice league i feel like if you hit that then you've really like you've got it you've done what you needed to do for that character and for that movie um and so I, I think it's possible, definitely. And I have faith that they'll be able to do it. Um, but yeah, it definitely does uh, become very worrying with all of these huge elements that you're bringing into the movie. And then you mentioned Cyborg showing up, um, which I'm very excited at the prospect of Ray Fisher as Cyborg showing up in this. Because one, he was absolutely shafted in the Justice League movie that we saw his he was supposed to be a heart, the heart of that movie and we like barely got any of him and he's super passionate about the role. So one, it's nice that we're seeing him in Zack's justice league again. Um, 
and but the one thing that he like that was good that we did see from that is like his relationship with the flash was really cool and so the fact that they seem to want to explore that relationship more i think is great um i said this in a group chat that we're in the other day but i feel like uh cyborg will act as the flashes like this flash's cosmic treadmill of sorts until if he eventually makes the cosmic treadmill um because we know from what Zack snyder has said that like in his version of justice league cyborg is the one who like along with Flash having access to the Speed Force, like, beamed Flash back to warn Batman in the scene that we saw in Batman v Superman. Um, Cyborg, like, helped him do that and, like, you know, set up the coordinates or whatever for putting him in the time stream and stuff. And so I feel like that would be how um, Cyborg fits into this narrative. For lack of a better word, he's, like, sort of a MacGuffin himself. Um, And so I think that's kind of his role in it. I would be interested to see how big of a role he plays like besides that uh in the flashpoint comic he does have a sort of significant role in there obviously not nearly as much as batman because i mean and you mentioned it like flashpoint is pretty much like flash and flashpoint batman's story through and through like they're the definitely the two main characters of that uh arc and so uh you're obviously going to have these two that really dominate the the screen time ratio um so yeah, you've got like Batman to worry about and then Cyborg. Uh, and then, yeah, I obviously would love to see Reverse Flash. I feel like that's, like you brought up a good point in the fact that you don't, with a story like Flashpoint, you don't need to have a villain in it. But at the same time, like you kind of want to have a villain in it for the hero to fight against and to just, it just helps, for lack of a better term, ground things. It just gives you a very clear objective of like, we got to stop him or like he's the guy that caused this or just you know it just adds another emotional angle to it and uh also it would just be very cool to see reverse flash in live action um so yeah i do hope that we see him um but again yeah it's just really interesting to think about the way that all these different pieces are gonna have to fit together and how they're gonna do it like what elements they're gonna draw from this comic or that comic or and what they're going to change to make this work like it just i don't know it's very interesting i'm not even convinced that i don't know because i if they're going because i do think that obviously if keaton shows up i feel like flash is going to be traveling to burton's gotham because i feel like that is how he has to get roped into it uh which one i am going to freak out if we see burton's gotham again um but so with that like do you spend the movie on that like in that gotham or on that earth or like you said do they go do they then jump to this different earth which could be the typical flashpoint earth where the atlanteans and amazonians are fighting um i don't know because i i feel like i don't think that they would do that angle of flashpoint just because then you also have like an alternate wonder woman an alternate aquaman which you don't have to show them but you would want to see them like if you're going to do that whole conflict. And so I don't think like then I would definitely be like, okay, well, this is more a Justice League movie now than it is a Flash movie, which runs into the problem that, you know, you were talking about when we first brought this up. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Or do you like get Keaton and then come right back to the normal Earth? Or like, I don't know. There's just there, there's so many factors that go into this. And it's just uh, it's always so interesting to me how like. I just love thinking about what the process is whenever these 
writers and directors are putting these you know movies together and be like okay okay we can do this or we should do that or you know whatever and it's just very interesting and i'm i'm excited to see the final product and to see how all these puzzle pieces go together but uh yeah i i to sum it up i definitely get the apprehension that a lot of flash fans are are feeling i know a lot of people are just angry in general that they're like they're doing flashpoint for the first flash movie which i get and uh i want to see like a rogues flash like flash versus like captain cold and heatwave and mirror master and stuff like i do definitely want to see that um but at the same time, I can't help but be super excited at the fact that by using a version of Flashpoint for this movie, you're opening up so much else for DC films as a whole and using Flash as the gateway to that. Um, so I'm able to, and also the fact that I'm not a gigantic Flash fan. I'm a big fan of the Flash, but I'm not like a Flash fanboy by any means. So I'm less invested in the fact that we're not getting a more um normal i guess flash story like out the gate for him i'm more like okay like that's fine we can do that for his sequels um i'm willing to sacrifice that for the implications that it has for the greater like dc films uh landscape but yeah it's just it's a lot i get why people are apprehensive about it but i don't know i'm still excited yeah no i i'm with you i'm still very excited obviously um I think something that you mentioned, you know, obviously talking about, like, obviously we're not in the writer's room, but sort of this idea of how are we going to integrate Burton's Batman and, like, are we going to Burton's Gotham? Are we going to stay on his Earth? Um, Something I know you and I have talked about, and you brought it up the first time you kind of spoke about it, but, like, neither one of us pictures Burton's Batman as someone who has his own Justice League or you know has in any interaction with like the speed force or any of these factors but it almost feels like you know from a storytelling standpoint that he would need to um just kind of looking at like very classical tropes and you know how much i love the hero's journey but like if keaton's batman is going to be the mentor figure that we're all assuming and the trades are reporting that he is then he must have some knowledge on what it is that they're facing or, like, what's going on or just any sort of, you know, idea, I guess. Um, You can't have your hero and the mentor figure both not know what's happening because then you're like, well, how does the plot progress in a sense? You know, they can discover it together, but that's not your classical way of storytelling. Um, it would be very interesting to see the whole movie take place on Burton's, you know, Earth. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case. Um, also, you mentioned, you know, obviously having a villain would be great. And, you know, that got me thinking of, you know, by the time Flashpoint came around as an event in the comics and the movie, like, you know, Thawne was established. Like, Reverse Flash is an established character. Like, you're going to be introducing him to the audiences in this movie if they're using him, which I'm going to assume that they are. Um, So now on top of that, you're not only introducing your villain, but you're introducing another speedster and, like, how all that plays into it. Also, like, the fact that, like, he killed Barry's mom and, you know, are those things that need... Those are things that are going to probably need to be addressed. Like, you can't just have Thawne be in the movie and then you're like, oh, by the way, I killed your mom. Um, you know, that just, that just 
doesn't work. Like, that has to be a plot point. Unless you use Zoom instead, which would be interesting. Um, just totally a different version of that character, but also, like, with different motivations. But, you know, they changed Zoom up pretty heavily for the CW show. They could probably do it on, you know, uh, the movie as well. So it's hard when you're introducing a villain like that without any pretense of and on top of the whole flashpoint and everything but you know, that's a, that's a side point i kind of lost where i was going with this because you mentioned something towards the end that i wanted to comment on but regardless you know the idea of keaton's batman either not knowing enough about the speed force or knowing a lot um should be interesting and if they end up on the flashpoint world i wouldn't be surprised if we saw a cameo from jason and gal i know they'd probably be willing to do it if they decide to go that route, probably not do the whole storyline. Um, but if you know you wanted to get a shot of them or whatever. I also think it'd be interesting that like at post Zack's Justice League, obviously that league now is very familiar with each other. Um, and to see how he would react. Ezra being a more comical character. Uh, kind of being like, oh man, my friends. You know, sort of like going at it or whatever. And like, if he would want to try to resolve that instead of whatever mess he's gotten himself into. The thing is too, and like something that we forget is we don't really know what Ezra's Flash is like. In Zack's mind anyway. And in like the audience, you know. The version yeah. that we got in Justice League, other than like Cyborg just getting ripped out of the movie entirely... I feel like Ezra's Flash is probably the character that got changed the most um, because he just was the comedic factor and then Whedon really, you know, not to just completely trash on Whedon here. Um, oh, that's fine. We can, you know, he's not a great person. I guess it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine that we just trash on Whedon here. Yeah, but, you know, Whedon took that character and, like, threw him in the movie more and more and more as, like, a comedic effect. You know, we didn't really get any of him in BVS at all. You know, we get those two scenes, but, like, we don't see him. Um, yeah you get that one thing of him in suicide squad which like most people forget is even there um so like seeing him in justice league or at least zach's version of justice league will give us a better idea of who this character is and like what his attitude is like obviously he's going to be a comical character but to what extent and also like where is the heart and the seriousness that the rest of the dceu thrives off of you know yeah yeah, that's that's such a good point. They just have so much that they're going to have to step. I don't envy the writers at all. Here, oh, this there's, is horrible. Yeah, this is the, bad. Like, there's so much that they have to do and establish. Um, yeah, I, that's it's so funny because I literally, you were like, you said something at the end that I was going to comment on. And I thought about the things that I said at the end and I was going to be like, oh, was it this? And I forgot what okay. I said at the I end. I think it was more about Gal and Jason. So no big deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I think that they would definitely be down to like be involved. I think that that's a thing, but then that runs the, the uh, problem of like, then you're at like, that's Wonder Woman and Aquaman now too. So now you're putting like Batman, Wonder Woman and Aquaman and these three that are very iconic in those roles like yeah in this movie where Ezra's having to as you said like he's got to establish himself so um i oh, think here's sorry real quick here's something too you know obviously we got a little i think that this was more zach um from what we've gotten but like justice league does set up barry as you know his sets up him his father the death of his mother like that that stuff is set up in justice league which is nice because that's yeah. stuff you don't have to go back and try to re-explain too heavily um and then I guess that paves the way a little bit more for Thawne to come in. But I just wanted to add that. 
Yeah, no, that's true. And that's good that they have, they have like a little bit of groundwork. It's mainly the character work that they still have to do. Like they have the plot, like some of the essential plot points for Flash are already there, which is good. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot there. Oh, oh, I had another point. Um, yeah, they, they've got a lot to do. Uh, we talked about reverse flash. Mm, I had something and I lost it. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's very interesting. I don't, like I said, I don't envy the writers because I feel like they've got, I, th I feel like this is going to be a long movie. I feel like you kind of have to make this a long movie, like with everything that you've got to do and establish and work through and then kind of figure out. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. There's just a lot of factors and variables and possibilities and stuff that, uh, I can't wait till we know more because it get like I said this towards the beginning, but we have like pretty much no context for any of this really right now. Like we just know that Keaton, I mean, how we've based this whole conversation on the fact that Keaton like will be coming in and that's still technically not even set in stone yet. Like, um, well, I feel like it's going to happen, but it's not guaranteed yet. Um, they've apparently also, there's been people saying that, and rumblings that Christian Bale's Batman will like appear in it. And I feel like that would be nothing more than a cameo. I feel like we'll see him like in the speed force it, while Barry's running, you know, like that type of thing. Um, which that would just still be cool to see. I would love that. Um, yeah, I think it's really interesting that, and this is kind of going back to the fact that Keaton is, you said this earlier that he's obviously been more open to being back in the comic book world I just think that's such an interesting arc for him literally like as a person because you know he did the first two batman movies and then he literally turned down the third batman movie because he didn't think the script was good enough and he obviously you know walked away from all that and then birdman came out in 2014 which was literally a commentary on this actor who played a comic book character and that became his like he was very much tied to that role and then he was sort of washed up afterwards and he was trying to put on this theater thing. And it's literally a very much a commentary on what being in a sort of role like that does to you and like your career and stuff. And he like did that, which was very interesting. And then he came back and, you know, has obviously played Vulture and will now be in Morbius. Um, so I just think it's really, I don't know, it's kind of cool that to see him just come like all the way around and is not going to be Batman again. Um, I, don't know. I just think that's a funny little like thing that you can trace through his career but i don't know i don't think i'm trying to trying to make sure that i've hit all the points that i wanted to with this but i don't think that i have much more to say on this yeah i think we hit most of it when you think about just how many factors there can be to a flash movie it becomes overwhelming um and as you said i don't envy the writer's room whatsoever uh for this one you know, this is a tough project. It's probably why it's been through the ringer of, what is it, four different directors now, at least. Yeah, um, at, at least. It's had, I'm, like, yeah. God knows how many release I, dates. Yeah. I could think of at least three, and I think I'm missing one. So I think there's been four directors. Um, I have to say, you know, I'm really excited to see what Andy Muschietti, I hope I'm not, like, destroying his name. I looked That's why up. I haven't even tried sorry i'll just throw myself on the stake for that one yeah, um thanks. i'm excited to see what he does i'm not a big horror fan so i have not seen it i admit like Ooh. those those things terrify me um 
It's okay. But, you know, I was really excited when Rick Famuyiwa was on the project. You know, I think that that was probably the best director that they had overall attached to the project. And that was still when it was very much a Barry Allen and Cyborg team-up movie. Um, but I'm, I'm very excited to see where this whole Flashpoint thing goes. And as someone who, again, is not, you mentioned it a little bit for yourself, but I'm not the biggest Flash fan. I enjoy the character. I enjoyed most of the show before I stopped watching it. Um, I'm definitely, he's definitely not like, I'm not a Flash fanboy. Um, to see Flashpoint in any capacity come to life, to see all these different characters, like, that's why I'm going to the theater. You know, I was going to see it anyway. Um, but the concept of seeing all these characters and these worlds interweaving and connecting and expanding the DCEU in this way is super exciting. And that's really what's getting my butt in the seat and uh, popcorn in my lap. And it'll be good to go and experience this movie inevitably when it hopefully releases in two years yeah hopefully let's i i feel like this is the one i feel like they're really gonna do it this time yeah i I would i would say this is probably finally it i feel if if it doesn't happen this time it's not happening but i I I should have said that after the last two and that's how most movies in hollywood work anyway yeah but yeah no i i think that i think this one i think they've got it i think they've got a team that's working on it that's very much committed and they've got obviously now a clear vision that they're uh, they're going for so um yeah i'm excited to see it i uh i can't wait it's gonna be just like i've said eighteen thousand times already in this podcast it's gonna be interesting to see how it all comes together but um i guess that's that's pretty much it for this episode we we covered a lot i think um yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah sean where can people find you on social media Oh, well, thank you again for having me on. I appreciate yeah. it. This is something we wanted to do for a while, and I'm glad we finally did it. Um, you can find me on all different sorts of platforms. Uh, I'm going to plug a lot here. You can find me on Twitter, at uh, RealSeanHussey, or at SW for Star Wars. I have a Star Wars YouTube channel, and you can find me on YouTube at SeanTalkStarWars. You can also find me on Instagram at SeanHusseyGraphicDesign. I do graphic design work, as Alex alluded to at the beginning of the podcast with that very kind introduction. You can also check me out at SeanHusseyArt.com. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's a great graphic designer. Go for him if you need. Go follow him on Instagram. Message him if you need some some work done. Um, also, yeah, go follow his Star Wars account. we got to get those, those numbers up for him. He's I'm no Batman job. files. But... Hey, man. <laughs> you're doing a good job. You're like that, you're like that for Star Wars. You're your account's just new it's okay um but yeah so go follow him on there follow him on all those things basically sean's a great guy um so yeah you can find me on twitter at batman files if you don't follow me already which if you're listening to this i'm assuming that you probably do um but follow me there you can follow my personal twitter at uh, ap batman with two t's uh you can find me on youtube uh at the bats cave i upload new videos every monday and friday and then as i said at the beginning i'll be uploading the podcast there again on wednesdays uh so be sure to be on the lookout for that and subscribe on there uh if you're listening to this on any of the podcast service uh podbean spotify stitcher apple uh please be sure to give it a thumbs up a like a star or review whatever it is on that service and if you enjoyed the show uh share on whatever social media platform that you prefer would be very much appreciated and if you've made it this far and listened to all of our ramblings thank you so much for listening and be sure to tune in the next one later